Hey everyone, welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things gymnastics. And this week we are so excited to be joined by Fisk sophomore Naima Muhammad, who's making history in more ways than one. Naima is the captain of the first ever HBCA gymnastics team. She was actually the first gymnast to ever step out on the floor for Fisk to compete. And she's the first gymnast to receive a uniform adjustment waiver, which allows her to wear tights when competing. So she's here to talk about the impact she has made, how the season has been going so far, what lies ahead, and so much more. So please welcome to the show, Naima Muhammad. You were the first routine ever for Fisk at the Super 16. I feel like you're going to be remembered for that for the rest of your life. And that's a moment that for me as a viewer just watching that was super, super special. It was for everyone who was watching, but not only because of the way that you did the routine, like you did it so well, but then also just like the reaction from you and your team and the coaches, all of the emotions that came with that. So walk us through that moment. How do you put that moment into words? It was very, very surreal. I knew that I was gonna go first from the beginning because um, Coach T, oh, Coach Charver, we call her Coach T. Coach T uh, told me at the airport and she was like, hey, you know, we're going through lineups right now and I think we want you to be first just to the routine to like start us off. Do you think you can handle that? Um, because I get in my own head sometimes so she kind of let me know in advance, like, hey, we're thinking about this, like kind of prepare yourself. I didn't really, wasn't really sure if I could do it, um, but she told me that she trusted me and that all my teammates trust me, so that she needed to like trust myself to do it. And I was extremely nervous on the floor right before Coach India, our assistant coach, had to like talk me down. She's like, "Okay, you know how it feels. It's a really good floor. It's a really good routine. You know, like show her how it's done." And after I hit that first tumbling pass, uh, the front handspring, front full front leg. Like, I knew, oh, this thrust routine is going to be so good. <laughs> and at the end of I finished the routine, I kind of started to cry a little bit. I tried to hold it in like, until I got off the floor. But it was just really emotional because I was like, I thought about everything that led up to that moment. And it just finally happened. I just got so excited. I just started screaming. I was like, yes, you did it. <laughs> was that, like, the best floor routine you've ever done? Because I feel like you you couldn't I, – I mean, I don't know if you could have done it any more perfect, but me, I watched that, and I was like, girl, A. Like, yeah. yeah. And I thought it was, like, was, a really good in my opinion. For this floor routine, because, like, you know, you get a new floor routine, like, every year or whatever. But so for this floor routine, it was my first time competing it. So I've been practicing it, like, since September. Um, and that was the best I've done it. I was like, I hit my leaps. I, I've had trouble um, endurance-wise, not really endurance-wise, um, doing the double back at the end because my older teams, I usually do the double back first. So making it switch to the end doesn't seem like a hard thing, but it is actually pretty hard because it's like, oh, I'm tumbling a lot more than I need to be right now. Um, so since practicing it and everything, that was the best I've done that routine ever. It was, I, I was like, I hit that. Even now, we've had a few competitions since then. We're like in the middle of our season, and I'm like, you know, I think Vegas was like my best routine yet. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, what a way to start, not only for like you, but for Fisk, HBCU gymnastics. Like, I couldn't think of a better way to start. And I also love that, like, you got your moment on TV too. To be on that mm-hmm. big stage, you guys were on podium. There was a bunch of other big teams there, and you were the very first routine they showed on the broadcast. So it was, ah! it was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's so crazy to think about. 
yeah. we love that for you <laughs> thank you so there's been a lot of attention a lot of hype surrounding you guys this year you were on the jennifer hudson show there's been like a documentary crew i believe following you guys around so what has that been like and did you guys anticipate having this much attention on you guys no um we kind of knew that it was a big deal because you know it's first hbcu but we didn't expect this much attention um i think the first time we got uh, that much attention was when uh, Zaya posted a TikTok and she's always making TikToks and stuff. So we were just like, okay, like cute will be in your TikTok. And then it got like a million views. We were like, whoa, um, ESPN reposted it. Um, a lot of big like social media accounts and people were reposting it and stuff. Um, and that was kind of like a wake up call. Like, okay, this is really, really big deal to other people. Um, and then we were called to come on to the Jennifer Hudson show. And that freaked me out because I grew up watching Jennifer Hudson. My dream girl was amazing. And she's just like a huge star. So I was like, I'm going to be in front of Jennifer Hudson. That's insane. And um, it's actually a fun fact. The routine that we did, part of it came from uh, my old routine last year at my other school. Um, a lot of the moves we did was from my old routine. So I just taught them my old college routine to do that. Um, so that was cool because I'm like, I'm doing an old floor routine on Jennifer Okay, cool. Um, and I don't know. I feel like it's kind of a weird thing for me because, like, you know, you, you can be on social media or you can be walking around and people recognize you. That's kind of weird. Uh, we've been in the airports and people have stopped us. Uh, like, oh, my gosh, you guys, I've seen you guys on TV. I've seen you guys on Instagram. Uh, I've had people on my campus, obviously, just be like, hey, I saw you on TV. You did really good. And it's like, okay, cool, thanks. You're having your celebrity <laughs> moment. <laughs> and I, I'm like, I, I don't, I'm not going to say I don't understand what the big deal is, because I do understand the big deal. But sometimes I'm just like, am I, am I really a celebrity right now? Or am I tripping? Like, this is weird. I don't know. <laughs> Well, you're you're a normal person as well, and you feel very much like a normal person. But everyone's like, I feel completely normal. I, I I'm like, okay, what is everyone freaking out about? Like, I am still the same person all the time. My friends would be like, oh, you're big time now. Like, we gotta we gotta keep you your bodyguards. Make sure nobody does anything. I'm like, guys, I am still a student. I still gotta go wake up for classes like everybody else. I just I just go on TV on the weekends. That's it. <laughs> Is it hard at all to be like focused on what you're doing? Do you feel like the outside stuff and all the attention, is it distracting at all? I think at the beginning it was a little distracting just because I'm the type of person where I really want to do my best. And then sometimes I put a little bit too much pressure on myself. So when I see like, okay, there's cameras watching me and there's a lot of people over here, that kind of messes my mental a little bit. Like, okay, you can't mess up. You can't mess up because there's cameras. It's going to look bad. And I get in my head like that. So it's taken a little bit of time the first couple of weeks and my coaches my teammates have done a really good job like helping me with that like okay ignore the cameras just do what you normally do because i i love cameras um like the docuseries people have been following us around a little bit and i love being in front of the cameras like hey guys you know this is what i'm doing today and little vlogs and stuff like that but um gymnastics wise so there's a camera in my face while i'm competing i get a little nervous i'm not gonna lie <laughs> so it's kind of weird uh to have that be a part of like my life now but I think over the past couple of weeks I've gotten used to it so it's not as bad <laughs> yeah. well you guys are getting a lot of support wherever you go you guys have actually competed against a couple of different like pretty top teams that have big crowds yes. 
So I wanted to ask if you can pick what's the favorite place that you've competed in so far? Who favorite had the best <laughs> Oh, who had the best crowd? I think was definitely either Vegas. Well, Vegas, there weren't that many people there, but a lot of like Fisk people, a lot of our team supporters were there. Yeah. But in terms of like the crowd overall, I think probably Georgia because that arena was sold out and there's a lot of people from our school that were there cheering us on. And I feel like when the crowd is hype, even uh, the Georgia fans and the Rutgers fans and the Ohio fans, like even other fans were cheering us on. I feel like when it's that hype and that energetic, it just makes us do better. So I think Georgia was probably my favorite. Plus the lights were hitting and it was loud and crazy. And that can be distracted sometimes. But I think for me personally, when it is hype like that, it just builds my adrenaline up even more. Like, okay, this is going to be a good routine. (laughs) You guys, if I'm remembering correctly, you guys had a really good meet at Georgia too. Like your floor rotation. Like some of the highest scores of the season, if I'm remembering correctly. So that was was one of our best ones, I think. So when you're on fun. as much as you are, because you guys only have two home meets, right? You, well, you have one like home right. meet, you had the Tennessee Classic. So you're on the road a lot. As a college student, how do you manage that? Um, It's not easy. Uh, I learned a while ago, like last year, that, okay, you're just going to have to bring your computer with you wherever you go. Um, and on things like the bus or on the bus it's easy for me to use my phone or laptop and do homework assignments on the bus because it's just a couple of hours um and then when we're in the hotel rooms we have downtime you know in between resting and between competitions i'm able to like uh do some assignments and things like that and it's really easy because i'm able to let my professors know in advance like hey i'm gonna be out of town for this and this day um is there anything i need to do are there reading assignments due can i turn this in is it okay if this is turned in late because this is due on the day I compete and I'm not going to be able to turn in, stuff like that. Um, so it is a little difficult sometimes because the amount of work you have to do, especially for my major, I'm an English major, which is writing a lot of papers and reading a lot of books. So sometimes I'm like, okay, well, I have a competition. I don't really think I can turn in a six-page paper on the same day, but I can get it to you maybe earlier or later um so it's able to make me communicate better with my professors and just manage my time a lot better but i use a lot of the travel time as the time to study and to get work done in the airport or on the bus and that's helped me a lot so far (laughs) time management is key (laughs) yes oh god yes it is (laughs) that is a life skill (laughs) Yes. So I wanted to ask you about the leadership of the team because it's a pretty young team, mostly freshmen. And for most of these girls on this team, this is the first time they've ever done college gymnastics. So is there anyone on the team that feels like more of a leader or does everyone kind of step up in their own ways and kind of take on different roles in the team in that regard? Um, So officially we have two captains, uh, Kiara and me. (laughs) We were together in that way. So, like, officially, that is our leadership position to kind of make sure, okay, guys, come together, you know, let's make sure we're focused, pep talks and stuff like that. Um, But I think, honestly, individually, there are definitely some leaders on the team. And everyone kind of plays their roles in different ways. And, for example, Zaya, I think, has somewhat of a leadership position because, you know, she's the one that will try to start our cheers and get us all hyped and stuff like that. Morgan, I definitely see having like a leadership kind of role um, because 
when she is with, like, I don't do bars, but Morgan does bars. So sometimes when they're around the chalk bucket, like, Morgan will be trying to, like, hype them up and stuff like that. And then even as down to, like, people that move mats, we have a couple of girls that aren't competing this year for because of injuries, um, or they just don't do, you know, all events. And they're the ones that are, you know, high-fiving everyone and they're moving mats. They're the ones telling people, okay, her mat goes here. This is her vault setting. So I feel like, in the grand scheme of things, like, yeah, we have leaders, you know, me and my other co-captain, but at the same time, we also have individually all the girls willing to step up for the team. And I think that shows just as much leadership as a captain role, you know. So for a team being this young, I'm really impressed with how well we've kind of been able to come together and trust each other. Um, and for me, I've never had a leadership position. I've always been, you know, just listening to my captain and now it's like I'm the captain helping out these girls I'm like oh my goodness this is crazy (laughs) so what's been in your opinion the most difficult part of being on an inaugural team I mean I would imagine that there's a lot of different challenges that comes with starting a team but I guess from Mm -hmm. your perspective what do you view as like the most difficult challenge that you've had so far with this team I think the most difficult thing and it kind of goes back to like what you guys said earlier it is a team of majority freshmen so really um, it's just me and a couple of other girls that have had collegiate experience and competing in college. So I think the most difficult thing has been trying to like, you know, help these girls get used to it. Um, because a lot of them are fresh out of J.O. And, you know, J.O. Oh, it's not J.O. anymore. It's not like developmental. Or yeah. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's so weird. I don't I like that. Developmental. I'm still not used I'm to it. Call- I still call it J.O. all the time. Okay. I'm going to still call it J.O. Because that's what it was. <laughs> We're cool with that. So, okay. So the girls that like have come straight from J.O., you know, in J.O., you did kind of compete every week a little bit. Um, but I don't think not to this amount. College gymnastics is something completely different. So in between the traveling and then competing and then some days having to compete, travel, compete the next day, like dual meets like that. Um, I've noticed that sometimes we're a little bit tired and just a little bit like, oh my gosh, like this is this is a lot of moving back and forth. Um, so I think the biggest challenge is I'm trying to, you know, get them used to it and try to keep them, you know, motivated. Because I understand um, last year, that's how I was too. It was really hard to be like go 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 all the time um and i think they've definitely gotten better with it um and we're trying to figure out a balance of okay you guys gotta you know figure out what works for you when you get to the hotel you should probably go to sleep immediately some people just need to like watch a show wind down stuff like that so that's been a challenge but i think it's something we're definitely working on especially as we continue to go on to the end i've noticed that you know the girls have been a lot better with trying to keep their energy up Especially this past meet, we just got back. We got back today from a meet yesterday, um, so we were a little tired. But like as we are getting ready for these next couple of meets, they have been a lot better about it. So it's a work in progress. We're working out the kinks there. Yeah. So there's been a lot of talk about Fist kind of being the blueprint for other HBCUs to start gymnastics teams, and we've already got another HBCU. I believe next season they're going to start, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But Talladega College, I wanted to get your thoughts on them starting a program. It makes me really happy because for it to happen like in the middle of the season, that's a good thing because it kind of gives them time because I feel like you can learn a lot from them getting to like watch us will help with their program. And I, I think it's like the trickle-down effect, you know? So we have Fisk and Talladega. And I think it's really important that it's happening in these smaller colleges, honestly, because I, honest, I personally haven't heard of Fisk 
or Talladega before they said anything about HBCU gymnastics. So yeah. that happening is shining a light on those smaller HBCUs, which is good because then they can get more funding, they can get more attention, and then that will help with their enrollment and just for the school as, as a whole, like big picture-wise. But then after you handle all those smaller schools, that's also going to be a good thing for the bigger schools that have more funding and more attention. And that would just shine a light on all HBCUs. So I'm really, really excited. And I think the coach is a former gymnast from Alabama. Yeah. yeah, Which is really cool. Yeah. She was an icon. Yes. Like, I think that's another great thing. Like, all these HBCUs are recruiting people with experience and that have been a part of, like, gymnastics, like, in a big way. So I'm so excited. And I actually kind of hope that we get to, like, compete against them one of these days like that would be amazing two HBCUs gymnastics teams competing against each other like that would be an amazing beat I know it needs to happen next season already like whoever's in charge of planning that and get planning I want to do that I want to meet their team their coach and just like hey guys I don't really care who wins it's just such an honor to be like one and two you know like HBCU HBCU that's amazing how cool it would be too so we did an interview with Lindsay Brown and something that she said that really like stuck out to me and I was like whoa was when so you were there it was Fisk Denver and Michigan and mm-hmm. she said it was cool to be on the floor and looking around and seeing so many people that look like her and for once in her whole life she believed that was the first time where she was the majority so then yeah. you have two HBCU gymnastics teams what kind of impact does that have on young black gymnasts to see so many black gymnasts out there competing that would be so cool uh, just yesterday, oh my God, we did just compete yesterday. That's crazy. <laughs> just yesterday, uh, we were at SEMO and there were uh, this gym, Fire and Ice uh, Gymnastics. They're in the Missouri area. Um, but they drove like six hours to come to our meet because when they go out and compete, they're the, they're the first all black gymnastic team in their state. So when they go out and compete, it's literally just them. So they came to watch us when it's just all us, all black girls on a team. So I feel like if you go to a gymnastics competition and you see two schools with all black gymnastics teams, for girls that are used to just seeing, you know, one or two or a couple uh, black gymnasts on a team, to see both teams look just like you, it's like, well, that's that's amazing. That's motivating because if it's one and two, that means it's going to be a third and a fourth and a fifth and then even more. And so before you know it, there's bigger diversity in the entire sport. And I think that's just something that's really important. And that would be so cool. I think it'd be great to see. So prior to Fisk, you were at Brockport. Talk about the decision to transfer. Were you looking to transfer regardless, or did you decide to transfer because of Fisk? I kind of, okay. (laughs) It's like a long story, and I'm trying to make sure I shorten it up as much as I can. But basically... I had transferred from Bridgeport to Brockport and I originally wasn't sure about going to Brockport just because it is really close to home and I was really set on, you know, being outside of my home state just because I wanted to adventure out a little bit and, you know, make some new experiences, whatever. But once I did get to Brockport, I really enjoyed my time there and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to transfer. This is, I really like it here. The girls are really sweet. I really like my coach. Um, and I just had a good overall experience there. Um, And I wasn't really thinking about transferring or anything like that up until uh, we heard the news. And it's actually funny because today is the one year anniversary of when they announced the Uh, uh, gymnastics. I didn't realize that. 
neither did I. And I saw the Instagram. They're like, happy first anniversary, Mr. Nastic. I was like, what? Oh my gosh, yeah, it is February 11th. I was just talking to my old teammate, um, Peyton, because when we saw and heard about this, we were in the cafeteria at Brockport and she pulled it up on Instagram. She's like, did you see this? I was like, what? And she showed me and she's like, it's HBC domestic team because at the beginning of the year, me and her were talking about like, our goals and stuff. And, you know, we were both kind of thinking about, should we transfer? Do we, what do we want to do? Like, where do we want to be? Um, and I brought up to her HBC was like, was always my goal, but it's probably never going to happen. So uh, a year ago today, when they announced it, she kind of looked at me and she was like, yeah, I think you're going to be transferring pretty soon. <laughs> Uh, I really wasn't sure about because they didn't even have a coach or anything. They were just like, okay, we're going to have a gymnastics year. I didn't know what this was. I was like, what, what, what is going on? So I decided to wait and I was in the middle of my season. Um, and then in March, which was like the end of our season, they announced they got a coach, Coach T. And I was like, okay, I've heard of her. She's a pretty big deal. And <laughs> I was like, okay, I started doing my research. I was like, okay, but. You know, I don't know. I just, I literally just got to Brockport. I just transferred to the Bridgeport. Am I really going to transfer again? So I was really unsure about it. And it took a lot of talking with my parents and my family to kind of figure out what I wanted. Um, Peyton was like a really big push because she knew that's what I wanted. I didn't know if that's what I wanted. But she knew deep down, like, this is what you want. We were just talking about this, like, last year. Come on. Um, and then they started announcing people that were committing. And Haley was first. Uh, I forget who was second. I think maybe it was Zaya, but they started announcing commitments. I saw one of the commits was Brianna, and Brianna was my teammate at Bridgeport before I left. And I kind of texted her, and I was just like, you know, are you going? Like, what's going on? She was like, yes, you need to come with me because we never got a chance to compete together, and it finally needs to happen. And then they announced that India was going to leave Ursinus College. Is that how you say it? Ursinus? Ursinus? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ursinus. She was the assistant coach there and she was leaving there to coach at this. And I just saw her at regionals uh, with Brockport. We competed against them. So I was like, well, okay, now she's leaving. And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, this just felt right. And I was able to, you know, kind of sit and watch a team meeting with all the girls that already committed. I didn't commit yet. So she was like, if you want to, you know, listen to us talk to the girls, look at what our plan is and stuff. You're more than welcome. So it was a Zoom call. And I listened to all the girls and all the coaches and I just started crying. I was just like, this is so cool. Coach T has locks in her hair. I have locks in my hair. All these girls look like me. And after that meeting, I went downstairs and I told my parents, okay, you know, they, they, the coach, she looks like me and these, these girls look like me. And I, I think I want to transfer um, and my dad uh, told me, is this what you really want to do? Like, are you sure? And I was like, yes, I think I want to transfer. He's like, okay, go tell Coach T that we're going to put a deposit down by the end of the week and you will go to assist. And I started crying. I was like, oh my God, am I actually going to transfer again? This is great. And I'm so glad I did because this has been one of the best experiences of my entire life. I absolutely love it. I love it here. I love the school. I love my teammates. And 
yeah, that was a really long explanation. <laughs> oh, I love it. Once in a lifetime opportunity, though, for you to be a part of the first ever HBCU gymnastics team. That's that's so cool. Yeah. Well, it's an opportunity, but you also have to follow your heart. And I'm really glad that you got this opportunity. Like, I'm glad that it happened while you were still in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the other thing. Uh, I know there's so many girls that say, you know, I had to choose between gymnastics and HBCU. And I didn't have to do that luckily um well I did have to do that at the beginning but now I don't have to do that I've always hear about people saying that they because they didn't have an HBCU they had to go to like a different place that's why it was for me there was no HBCU so I had to go somewhere else and the fact that I didn't have the opportunity to be a part of an HBCU while doing gymnastics and not having to choose that makes me feel good because now later on there don't have there doesn't have to be girls that have to make that choice yep. of gymnastics or HBC, they can have both. And that makes me feel really honored to be a part of that. Uh, I think if I would have found out about an HBCU coming with gymnastics after I graduated, I would have been really happy, but I also would have been sad because it would have been like, man, that's that's what I wanted. Yeah. Um, and I think that's how a lot of people feel. It's like, you know, it's really amazing why that's happening for the younger generation. But at the same time, it's kind of like, well, how, why did it take so long? Why didn't this happen years ago? Like, why is it now in 2023, 2022, 2023 that we're just now getting this, you know? But progress is progress no matter how slow it is. So I'm just grateful for these opportunities. So you're making history in more ways than one, because obviously in addition to being an HBCU gymnast, you're also the first college gymnast to receive a uniform adjustment waiver to wear leggings under your card. So what was that process like, getting that to where you could wear leggings and not have a problem? (laughs) So during uh, my my club gymnastics days, uh, I went to Bright Raven Gymnastics. And I before I did gymnastics, I did ice skating. And I was like eight years old and ice skating and, and ice skating you can wear tights or whatever. Um, and that's kind of partially why I chose to do ice skating as a sport because I'm Muslim. So it was like, okay, what's a sport I can do that doesn't require me to like not have clothes on type thing. So I was like, okay, ice skating, that's pretty good. But I got bored with it pretty quickly. And then I was like, you know, I don't think I want to do ice skating anymore. And gymnastics, uh, I saw gymnastics on television. I actually saw Gabby Douglas performing floor and I was like, I want to do that. And my parents were kind of nervous because it was like, okay, they don't really have, they just have a leotard on. Like, what else are they going to wear? And then my mom was like, just put some, some tights that you would, like you would for ice skating. I was like, okay, I'll do that. So as I went up the levels in gymnastics, I didn't have any problems wearing tights. My gym was really accepting. My coaches were accepting. The judges had different meets were accepting. Like, there wasn't any issues or anything like that until... I want to say I started competing on like a regional, national level. It was kind of speculated, like, hey, don't think you can do that. And that was all under USAG. And we petitioned and fought for me to still wear them. Um, and they eventually allowed it. So when they allowed it, I was like, okay, good. I'm off the hook. Like, whatever. But then I got to college. And I kind of forgot that NCAA and USAG are two different organizations. So yeah. I thought I was in the clear. And I was just going to wear tights like I normally do. And I went to Brockport and the coach, uh, Renee, she's like, all right, sure. Like, just wear the tights. Okay, whatever. So we had our first competition. And after that meet, I guess my coach, Renee, was told from somebody from NCAA, like, we sent her email, like, hey, um, we just want to make sure that she got clearance for that. Like, you don't think she's allowed to do that. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like, she just 
she came in like this, like this is how she does her gymnastics. What do you mean? Um, and basically what they said was it was against the rules because technically I'm not in uniform with everyone else because everyone has to wear the same leotard and be in uniform, but I'm wearing the same leotard with tights and no one else is. So it looks like it's not in uniform. So I personally do not know what she did. All I know is she sent me an email about it and she was like, um, okay, I'm just letting you know, this is what they said. I'm going to have a meeting with them tomorrow. And then the next day she sends me an email and gives me a physical copy of the NCAA waiver. And I was just like, Renee, how did you get this done so fast? Like, what, what the heck? And she was just like, you shouldn't have any problems with it. You can compete with tights on. And I didn't realize how big of a deal that was. So for me, I always wore tights all my life while competing in any sport. And um, I did it with, in high school under USAG. And I did it, you know, that first meet at Brockport. And just having a waiver for me was just like, okay, cool. And then I found out that they've never done that before. And when I found that out, I was like, oh, so I'm like, this is like a first time thing. And it's really funny because after the Rutgers meet, uh, Umi, the coach Umi came up to me and she was like, you know, in high school, I used to wear shorts because I'm Muslim. I used to wear shorts in my gymnastics um, because there was nobody wearing tights or anything. And then when she got to college, she just made the conscious decision that, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to wear the leotard like everybody else. And she told me like, you know, what you're doing is amazing. And that's, that's a really, like, I want you to know you're doing a good job. And that kind of gave me all the validation <laughs> that I needed. Because to me, I really don't realize that I'm making history or breaking records or doing anything because I'm just doing gymnastics. I just want to have fun. I'm just doing what I've always loved to do. But it's making an impact on people in more ways than one. And that's a good thing, not just for me because I'm Muslim, but like you never know why somebody would want to wear tights. You never know like, what issues people might have that they want to cover up or they just don't feel comfortable with their legs out. Like just having that option, having that choice with your what to do with your body is important. So the fact that now you can do that is amazing. And I'm glad that I was the one to kind of, you know, push that. <laughs> Yeah, that's a big deal and that's important yeah you're literally like a trailblazer because like you said <laughs> even if it's not you are you literally are because even if it's not for religious reasons i love how you're like laughing like you just don't believe it <laughs> it's the real like yeah. I, I, everyone tells me that i'm like i'm really like it doesn't feel real right now like, no I, you I, are because people <laughs> like they're gonna forever think of that and you're gonna be the person that they think of is you're the first person who did that and really <laughs> for that and even if it's not, like you said, for religious reasons, even if you just feel more comfortable and that's what you want to do with your body, you, by doing this, are opening up the door and giving other women to have, and young girls as well, to have permission to do it as well. So I want to yeah. commend that. That's incredible. Oh, thank you. Oh, that's so weird. <laughs> for the waiver, do you have to, like, show it to somebody every single time you compete, or is it just, like, you have it and you're good and um, leave you alone and let you do your thing? At first, it was a thing where we kind of, like, I keep it in my bag just in case. And I think at first, it was kind of like, you know, we have the waiver, like, just so you know, we have it. Um, but as time went on, I don't think I've had to show it to anyone. Like, I let my coaches know when I came here, like, you know, I wear tights. Like, it's not going to be an issue. They're like, of course not, like, in the world. Um, and especially now, since, you know, stuff has been broadcasted and, and I've shown on TV and stuff, and they even mentioned it in Vegas, I think less and less that I had to show anyone. I personally haven't had to show anyone. I don't know if my coaches have to, like when they have their coaches meetings or something, if they have to like let it be known. 
I don't think I, I, I personally haven't had to. I don't know if they have to still, but you know. <laughs> See, that's why it's so important though. Even like you being on TV and wearing your tights, that is so huge because it normalizes it. And it makes it so that way you don't even have to come to the competition and show your waiver to anybody because you really shouldn't need to, in my opinion. You should just be able to show up how you are and compete and do yeah. your But that's, that makes me happy though that you're saying that you really haven't had to, like the more the time goes on, you're not having to show it to anybody because now normalized. they're accepting it. Yeah, love that. That's what it is. Like, I hope it's not a thing where it's like, oh, well, I didn't see a waiver. That's actually, I'm just like, oh, wait. I hope that's not what's going on because I genuinely just don't show my waiver. I would expect that by now. It's kind of like I've been in the college gymnastics game for a bit now. It's just, you know, kind of what it is. <laughs> Looking ahead, obviously, there's still a little bit of time left this season. And then just for the rest of your career at Fez, what are some of your goals? Okay. So, some of my goals. Uh, I definitely want us to end out the season, you know, on a high note. I think one of our last meets is like a home meet. So I want us to have a really big energy and I want all my friends to be there and all the alumni to come back. I just want to have like a really good end of the year. We're not really concerned about scores so much this year, but, you know, we've been scoring pretty well in a lot of areas. So that's really a confidence booster. As the years go on, honestly, I want to see us get a lot of really good recruits. I want this program to build. I want to see us have a gym on campus um, because that's something I miss. That is such a blessing to just be able to walk to your gym in between classes. Um, So I want that. And I have honestly been considering taking a fifth year just because I really felt like I missed out on my first full year of college gymnastics with COVID and everything that happened. So I probably won't be leaving the school anytime soon, even though I am uh, academically a junior. Athletically, I'm a sophomore because I get a COVID year. So yeah. I might be taking that fifth year, sticking it out. I've honestly even been thinking about maybe I'll stay around and do some volunteer coaching because I just see so much potential in this program and I want it to build and I want it to get bigger and I want it to be amazing. I want this team to be, you know, this gymnastics first HBCU gymnastics team and they're the number one HBC gymnastics team or the number one gymnastics team just overall. You know, I I see this team doing amazing things, breaking records. You always walk into gyms in like Georgia or Florida and they have like all those gymnasts on the wall um, with like all their honors and awards and stuff like that. Like I want that for us. I want us to have all these gymnasts from our program with all these awards and honors and I want us to really make a name for ourselves. So Hopefully, if I keep myself healthy and, you know, nothing crazy happens, I need to find some woods to knock on, uh, then <laughs> I'll stay around. I really do love the school and I love the team. So it's going to be a while before I go off and start a career um, because right now my focus is gymnastics. That is my career. <laughs> and, of course, a uh, side note, I would love some NILs somewhere in the future. Hi. I would love some please <laughs> all right so everybody listening any potential nil people any sponsors hit naima up yes so you don't have any i feel like you totally should i personally do not have any nils uh i've made a list in my head I'm like, okay i want a crocs nil i want a nike nil i want a gator gator nil um I, I thought about it one of my teammates uh brought it up to me i don't think who it was it might have been liberty Cause she said something about like my makeup and she was like, wouldn't it be cool if you just had like a makeup NIL? And I was like, that's a great idea. 
I can have a makeup brand. Do an NIL with me because I love doing big makeup looks for competitions. I'll match them depending on what leotard we wear. Like um, our uh, Black Panther leotard, the black one with like all the designs and the straps in the back. I make sure I do like white liner with like a couple white dots and then the gold and blue. I'm like, oh my gosh, somebody give me a deal right now. I'm okay. getting bulldog makeup palette by Naima. That's amazing. I feel like even for like black owned businesses, that's such a missed opportunity to not be giving all the girls on your team deals. I feel like that's such a missed opportunity, especially in this first season with all the hype surrounding you guys. Like there's so many people that are that watching are you guys following you on social media. Like that's that's a missed opportunity. Yeah, I feel like down the line it'll definitely happen. I know um the woman who runs Corleos, she's been so kind to send us some Corleos and we've worn them. Um, I forget her Instagram, but she she's a black owned business. It's Core Leo's, uh, like K O R E, and we've got sent those. We've got sent a lot of stuff, but like to actually work with a brand one on one is something I really want to do. Um, especially if it is like a black owned business, like a black owned makeup business, that would be really cool. Or any brand like that, um, just because like um our color wraps, they just went viral recently because of Trinity wearing their products. Yeah. And I think I tweeted them and I was just like, I need these. And they liked my tweet, but I hope they know. Like, I was being like, I need these in the NIL sense. I need these, like, y'all to work with me. I'll still buy them, but, like, I kind of want that partnership, you know? Like, because they're making amazing products and exclusive for all skin types. So that's, that's really cool. So <laughs> our color up, please. Right. Everybody who's listening, go tweet our <laughs> Reach out to me. <laughs> yeah. You know, I use a lot of tape on my ankles now for floor. So please, I will wrap that up. <laughs> okay, so we have a couple questions that we usually do to finish out. They're just fun, random, not gymnastics questions. Well, not necessarily gymnastics. They could be gymnastics yes. if you want them to be. You can interpret it however you want. The first okay. one is, are you more productive in the morning or at night? Night. Definitely at night. I mm, Not a morning person. <laughs> don't talk to me in the morning. Just don't. <laughs> <laughs> what about any shows that you're watching right now i mean you're probably really busy right now with school and season i'm so busy and i haven't had time to like catch up on my shows but i i'm watching bob's burgers because they have new seasons of that abbott elementary i'm trying to catch up on that i watch a lot of anime um so the, a couple of animes are not really in season yet like demon player is like the number one anime but season three has to come out so i'm not worried about that and um, I feel like there's another TV show, but I haven't watched TV in so long. I can't even remember. <laughs> you're, you're busy. It's okay. <laughs> I'm way too busy. I miss my shows. My comfort Doing shows. bigger and better things. You all, you can watch TV <laughs> over the summer. <laughs> <laughs> what about if you can only eat one food for the rest of your life? What would you pick? Probably something like potatoes, because you can do a lot of potatoes. You can fry them. You can mash them. You can bake them. You can boil them. They're very versatile food, and yeah. they're delicious with ketchup or ranch. So, some type of potatoes, potatoes. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> good answer. Good answer. Yeah, family feud. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. <laughs> How about if you could live anywhere in the world? Where would you live? Uh, ooh. probably Japan. Just because I, I really am fascinated by like Japanese culture, and I've even taken Japanese in high school, like trying to learn the language. And again, I watch a lot of anime, and it's just, it really is a beautiful place. And 
is way less expensive than the U.S. So, <laughs> you know, probably probably somewhere like that, or if not Japan, somewhere a little warmer, a little tropical, but not too warm because I like to wear sweaters and sweatshirts and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. like Hawaii. Is Hawaii hot? Yeah, but you're by the water, so like maybe there's like yeah, like- so it's kind of like it's breezy. <laughs> Yeah. I still wear like a sweatshirt and it rains and it's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then the last one, this is a fill in the blank. Right now, I'm grateful for blank. There's so many things. <laughs> I know. How do you pick this one? <laughs> I'm going um, to cheat and I'm going to say everything. <laughs> I'm grateful for absolutely everything. Um, okay, if I have to pick one, I think I'm going to say I'm grateful for my family because without them I wouldn't have had this opportunity at all if I didn't have my mom and my dad pushing me and telling me you know what like take take this chance I wouldn't be here I still I call my dad like before every meet because he's we travel a lot and they can't make every competition so I'll call my dad and be like dad I'm nervous like, I don't know what to do so he's a football coach so he he would like give me like coach pep talks like you know um and he's watched every single gymnastics meet I've ever done. Uh when I started from when I started gymnastics to when I ended my club career, uh he was at every meet. And my mom was the one that, you know, sewed my tights in and was really pushing for me to wear my tights and to fight against them. Um USAG when they wouldn't want me to wear my tights. So without having them in every aspect of my gymnastics, I wouldn't be here. And all my siblings they hype me up on social media, repost all my stuff. Like, oh my God, look at my sister. She's really big thing. So I really am grateful for my family. Well, thank you so much for doing this. We appreciate your time. I know we just got back from a trip and Mm -hmm. we do appreciate you taking the time to come on and talk with us. And we are so proud of you. You are doing amazing things. Keep killing it. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I love this podcast. I was like, oh, they're going to put me on the podcast. Yes. We want to say thank you again to Naima for taking the time to come chat with us. We had such a good time. You were so, so sweet. Yes. We love you so much. We can't wait to cheer you on the rest of the season and beyond, honestly. So best of luck to you and your team. We also want to take a moment to thank our Gold Level Patreon supporters. So a big thank you to Amy M, Emily B, Kathleen R, Lucy S, Becca S, DFP, Blake B, Cookie Master, Faith M, Kristen R, Lori S, Sabrina M, Amy C, Erica S, Milan W, M, Derek H, Abby M, Martin, and Jasmine C. Thank you all for continuing to support our show each month at the highest tier level. We appreciate you guys so, so much. And if you enjoy this podcast and you're interested in becoming a Patreon supporter to help us out and keep the show running, we always have a link to our Patreon in the show notes down below with how you can join and an explanation of each of the tier levels and what you get at each of the tier levels. So next week, we have Kathy Beach, who is the program coordinator for the Courage First Athlete Helpline, as well as former U.S. all-around national champion Vanessa Adler on the show, to bring awareness to this new resource for athletes and their families. It's a hotline made specifically for athletes to help educate, 
help keep them safe and advise them when it comes to things like reporting abusive coaching, which I think is super important. So I think having Vanessa there to give some insight from the perspective of a former athlete who, you know, at one point in time was the best gymnast in the United States and also faced a lot of adversity in the sport. I think having her there to share her perspective was really eye-opening and impactful. So that's something that we think is super important that we can't wait for you guys to hear next week. But in the meantime, we hope you guys have a great week and we will talk to you real soon. Bye. Bye.